Hey, welcome to another edition of the Mindshare Mentorship Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I want to talk about basically the only metrics that matter when it comes to your marketing. So if you've ever experienced a situation where everyone kind of on your marketing team, whether that's the the business owner or other people, um, has an opinion on how you should be, you know, running things in your marketing. You know, one of the things I always say is that everyone's got an opinion on how their social media should be handled. It's one of those weird things that every company you've kind of ever worked for, um, that's where people have the strongest level of opinion. Um, but yeah, the the at the end of the day, I think what you're going to run into eventually is this idea of opinionitis, where everyone on the team has an opinion on things. People generally outside of the marketing program will have an opinion on how things should be doing or what what things should be doing better. And all that stuff is fine, and it's okay to listen to feedback and to incorporate it. But if you're in charge, really, ultimately, it's up to you to kind of decide on what you're going to do and what what you're not going to do. And then ultimately, for people to let you run the thing. Now, the only way you can run the thing without with minimal kind of uh, input from people who may or may not be qualified to give you that input is to really get clear on the numbers that you're trying to optimize for. So uh, typically what I try to do is really focus everything down to just a few kind of a few big numbers. One, uh, and I'll go through them with you today. And I think the whole goal of this is that by knowing these numbers and by having them clear in your head, that will help you to kind of fend off any kind of uh, input from others that maybe isn't really that qualified or maybe kind of doesn't really contribute or isn't that constructive because oftentimes that can really be detrimental to you, you know, when you're trying to run a thing and everyone, you're kind of, you're getting all this like, hey, we should be doing this and really uh, it's up to you as to whether you want to do that or not. So what what are those things? So number one is I always look for a number of leads. How many leads are we getting? Now leads are basically, as I describe them, people who have expressed interest in your services and have given you their contact information uh, and are maybe considering them either today or at some point in the future. So the, the term leads can be can vary depending on how you're reporting on it and how you're measuring it and the specific situation you're in. But number of leads is the main thing at the end of the day. How many leads are you getting? Now, if that's not enough, then that's your job to get more leads. Um, but that's not the only number to look for um, because obviously you can spend more money, but that doesn't mean you'll get more leads. And if you do, uh, it doesn't mean it'll be profitable to do so. So how many leads are you getting? Number two is how many of them are qualified? So it's okay if, you know, people have kind of raised their hand, but if, if you know, um, if someone is just perfectly not qualified for what you offer, then they're not really leads. So how many of those leads are actually qualified um, and, and kind of making, you know, getting clear on what that looks like if, if needed, if your situation um, is relevant to you. So for me, like if I was running a co-working space and someone came along looking to host their zoo in my office, I would say, well, this isn't a qualified lead because that's not what we do not a qualified lead, but if someone said, Hey, I'm looking for a two person office and, and you're like, well, you know, you can't afford us. Well, they're probably a qualified lead, but, uh, but, or maybe they're not depending on your definition. Um, however, we just don't have what they're looking for right now. So qualified lead is fine. Um, so number of leads, number of qualified leads, and then the number of new clients or customers that you signed up within say a period of time, whether it's a month or, or a year or whatever. Uh, I do things on a monthly basis, sometimes weekly, but at the end of the day, it's how many leads, how many of them are qualified, and how many people signed up, right? And that's kind of the big the big kind of factor. Now, I might break that down by individual product or service just so that I can go, you know, we had some people signed up on this tier and this tier and this tier. But at the end of the day, your job is to get leads and ideally to get qualified leads that actually sign up. Now, you can't control fully how many people actually sign up, so that's not really fully on you, but it's just a good number to know because it will tell you the health of your marketing spend um, later on, which actually brings us to point number four, which is your total marketing spend. So one thing I look for is how much are we spending on our marketing overall? You could break that out by channel. So you could say, show me how much we're spending on marketing for, you know, ads or for, you know, uh, or for like, you know, flyers or postcards or banners or billboards, whatever. 
Um, but generally speaking at a high level, how much are we spending on our marketing? How many leads are we getting? How many of them are qualified and how many are we closing? Once you know that total number, and, and this is where that KPI spreadsheet that's in our community that you can download and use um, is so valuable, but once you know your total marketing spend, then you can say, okay, um, what is, you know, how much, what's our total marketing spend divided by number of leads is your cost per lead. Again, you can break that out by channel or by service, but that's your cost per lead. Um, and then how many are we closing? And that's your cost per new customer acquisition. Um, and, you know, under the closed leads category, you could have how many leads are we closing what percentage are we closing? And then is that a marketing problem or a sales problem or a product problem? So you can kind of evaluate that. And that's really outside of marketing kind of, but it'll tell you something. So how many leads are we getting? How many are qualified? How many are we closing? And uh, therefore, and how much are we spending on marketing? And therefore, what's our cost per lead, uh, which is that number four. Now you want to develop a cost per lead in a way that is affordable and sustainable and scalable. Ideally, your cost per lead leads to a cost per acquisition. So if you're closing one in four clients that come to you and your cost per lead is $200, then your cost per new customer acquisition, which is number number five, metric number five, uh, is is gonna be $1,000 or $800 in that particular case. So how many leads, how many qualified, uh, how many people um, converted to a client or customer, how much do we spend, therefore what is our cost per lead and what is our cost per client acquisition. Now, the only way you can know if your cost per client acquisition or your cost per lead is, is scalable is knowing your lifetime value. So if you know that your lifetime value is $10,000 and you can get new clients at, a, at $800 like our previous case and you, can get, and you close one in four leads, then you know your cost per lead should be around $200. So these are the numbers that at the end of the day you say, hey, I don't, you know, it's great you want to have input. It's up to me to really to get the basically cost per customer and cost per new 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 lead um, in a sustainable uh, fashion. So uh, people can kind of opinionate all they want, but at the end of the day, the end of the day, it's all about um, how much are we spending on our marketing? How many leads did we get? How many were qualified? How many signed up? What's our cost per lead? What's our cost per new member acquisition? And is that number palatable? so that we can grow and scale. And can we, if it is, then we want to ramp up. We want to keep spending more money, especially on ads or wherever the, the tip of the spear is, if you will, for finding new clients. Um, so that's, that's important to know your customer lifetime value. That allows you to know your allowable acquisition cost, which is the cost per you know new customer acquisition. So those are the numbers. So I think a lot of times people will kind of, um, muddy the waters a little bit. Um, there are other numbers to, to know, you know, like for example, you know, uh, what is our cost per acquisition and our payback period? And, uh, which basically means, you know, um, if lifetime value is $10,000, it would cost us a thousand dollars to get a new customer and they spend $500 a month. Then our payback period is two months, in which case that's fine. We just know we're making an investment that pays off two months later, um, on average, so these are the big numbers. So, you know, if you find yourself having to kind of defend your work at the end of the day, it all boils down to how cost per acquisition and cost per lead. And that tells you your efficiency overall. And then of course, there's other things like, you know, how much are we spending on our marketing relative to our, uh, to our revenue and a whole bunch of other factors, but those are the numbers. So, you know, people can have an opinion all they want, but at the end of the day, those are the numbers that you're accountable for, uh, not anyone's opinion or thoughts. And, um, so, you know, I'm just, I'm speaking on behalf of someone I was speaking to recently who was basically saying the place they worked before, uh, had, you know, a lot of people with, with opinions and, and frankly, you know, it made it hard to do their job because, you know, everyone's got an opinion, but, uh, at the end of the day, no one's acting out of data the same way you are. So I would just say, Hey, we're profitably acquiring new, new customers. 
Um, and we know our cost per lead and we know our cost, our lifetime value. And, uh, we're trying to scale that number up so we get more leads, more customers, but that's on me to find it. So you can give me your feedback, but at the end of the day, this is what I'm held accountable for. And this is whether, whether we're doing a good job is whether I stay within, um, my allowable acquisition costs. So I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, it's pretty common, especially when you've worked with a company for a long time, especially in house as an employee or even as a consultant for a long time. Um, at the end of the day, people are going to say, well, what does success look like? And I kind of turn it around to the client and I'll say, what does success look like to you? You know, what, what is your allowable acquisition cost? If you could pay me 500 bucks to get a new customer, would you do that? Would it be all day long? Like what's that, what does that number look like? That's how I measure the success, um, on a, on an outcomes basis. Now, again, we've talked about this before in the past. Some of your outcomes might be, I just want to provide downside protection so we don't fail, or I want to build a system that we can replicate over time as we grow. Um, but all of this stuff really only matters if you're profitably able to acquire new customers. So the rest is noise. Uh, these are the numbers that, that are worth paying attention to. And, uh, I'll share kind of an article that I wrote on this subject, um, some time ago. And, uh, it kind of gives you a breakdown of what those numbers are. But if you're feeling the pressure to kind of prove yourself, to prove your worth, to prove the value of the work you're doing or to defend the quality of the work that you're doing, at the end of the day, it all comes down to these numbers and, um, frankly, nothing else really matters. Uh, outside of the intangibles and you know, that's up to you to manage. So I hope this helps for you and I'll share, as I said, I'll share this article that I wrote a while back. Um, I write daily on Kevin.me and I share them in, in the Mindshare group. So, um, this is one that I, I published a long time ago and I don't think I shared with you before. So I'll share that with you and, uh, hopefully it's of any value to you. If you think I missed anything or you have any more kind of to add to this, hit reply in the comments and let me know in the community. I'd love to hear about it. Okay. Thanks. And that's all for now. Bye.